Today's episode is sponsored by dun, 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 Study Notes ABA. As you know, Casey and I are the chicks behind Study Notes ABA, so we obviously feel very passionate about it. Study Notes ABA, what is it? Do you know someone studying for the exam or are you that person studying for the exam? Are you confused where the hell to get started, what to study, when to study, what you should be doing when? Are you having difficulty remembering different concepts? Don't worry, we've got you when it comes to that. We make studying relatable AF, fun AF, and we will motivate the shit out of you. Our February testing cycle will be opening up in the next two weeks, so get your spot because you do not want to miss out on the best study prep out there. We literally have BCBAs who come and sit in the classes after they've passed. And no, this is not a joke. So don't miss your spot. Find out more information. Go to www.studynotesaba.com and we've got you covered, boo. Behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are back. And today is a very special episode because it is episode 20. Holy gosh darn shit. 20? 20 means we have been doing this for five months straight because we've been doing every single week. which would be four episodes a month for five months. So we are doing something and we are keeping up with the momentum. So we are celebrating this special day. This is a very special day. Also, we're still together. Our legs are still touching. We are in the same room. We have fallen deeper and deeper in love as each passing day goes by. You should see how we look at each other in the eyes right now. Literally, literally it's kind of creepy. (laughs) Kind of creepy, kind of cool. Thank you. Guys, um... As always, you know, go follow us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast, and go leave a five-star review of the day because we friggin' eat that shit up. It means so much to us when you guys do this. And we did not give you a rhyme for episode 20. So while Casey gets the review of the day, I'm going to give you a review uh, rhyme for I'm episode 20. That's my yeah, thing. I know it's yours, but I'm going to take it today. So it could be episode 20, two, zero. You're our fucking heroes. Without you, our words would be completely useless and our behavior would not be reinforced and we would not be shooting the shit once a week trying to fit this in and get all these different people on the schedule for the podcast if not for you. So you're our heroes. Or we could have done episode 20, I Need a Venti. But it doesn't really rhyme that well. But there's just literally nothing else that rhymes with it. I kind of need a venti right now. I'm dragging ass. I'm dragging ass too. So what have... Okay, are you ready for the review before we get ready. into what we've been up to? Okay, so do the review. All right, so this is from Breezy Bree. This is an Apple review. Um, yes, bitch. <laughs> I just want to give a shout out. I listened to this podcast on my way to work and in between clients. I found myself listening to you during my workouts at the gym. I can't get enough. I can't stop laughing. I have started the podcast recently, so I'm starting from the beginning. Nice. I love what you ladies do, and I hope you guys continue to make podcasts because I can't get enough of your humor, knowledge you provide for all future BCBAs, and life tips. I just started my master's for ABA, so these podcasts have been helpful in understanding the textbooks and even lectures, believe it or not. Thank you, thank you so much. Keep being amazing. 
we love you, Breezy Bree, baby girl, working out. You're with gonna Jim. do yeah, and you're gonna do great. You're just getting started in your program. But by the way, anyone who wants to advertise with us, just saying, do you see that people listen? From old episodes to news, if you advertise with us, you will be able to be heard five ever, as in like really forever. And if you want these podcasts to keep coming out, go to Patreon and support us at www.patreon backslash patreon.com slash behavior bitches podcast. Seriously, as low as $2 a month. We need people like you to keep this going. All right. So. What have we been up to, Liat? Let's give them a quick little synopsis of our time together. I know they're all dying to hear how the Casey and Liat story is panning out. We're still in love, if you're worried about that. We are, I feel like we're actually more in love than we ever thought possible. Um, it's been a week since we were in Houston. It seems like it's been a lot longer. There's also been like a lot of shit going on. We are um, living in my apartment, which I'll be moving to a house this week, which is super exciting. But we are living in the apartment with us, Eliron. Carol is now here. She's moved in for a while with her two dogs. So there's four dogs in here. I'm a little bit losing my mind, a little bit happy to have people I love around me. Um, but we're back in Dallas. And this week, Casey and I, for all of you, went to the state fair we dressed up. We went to Zara. I never, ever, ever shop. Like, I'm very simple. I don't shop. I went to Zara. Liat has this, like, background that I didn't know about her, that she's kind of a fashion designer or really good at fashion. I'm, like, more of, like... But oh. you would never know because of the way I dress every day. Yeah, like, sweatpants and sweatshirts all day. So we got some wicked cute outfits. Things, again, I would never actually spend money on. But she said they're staples. I have to have If them. this podcast doesn't work out for us... You could hire me as your personal shopper. I'm really good at knowing what looks good on everyone. Absolutely. Even though I dress homeless, I could dress other people cute AF. And if this saying. podcast doesn't work out for us, I will be living under a bridge. So thank you. <laughs> so at least I have somewhere to go. Yeah, thank God. So yeah, we went to Zara. We got some cute clothes. We dressed up. Elion has a brand new camera. We went to the friggin' Texas State Fair. You guys, I don't understand. This is just a side note. How the F families afford this fair? I mean, not only do you pay to get in, this is not a New Hampshire thing, but once you're in, you have to pay for 60 coupons. It's like $40 and that gets you dog shit. It literally will get you a crumb of a pizza. And then you get the tickets. Like if you want a turkey leg, if someone's <laughs> like 38 coupons, no, it was like 45. You wanted the dick on a stick, like the sausage on a stick. It was like 40 coupons. And I mean, it was an token economy really hard because really like, you didn't realize what you're spending. You're like, oh my God, I just spent $97 on a dick on a stick hot dog but once they give you the tokens and you cash them in they're generalized condition reinforcers and you can use them for backup reinforcers okay we're getting you don't nerdy even now. know we're getting yeah we're getting too nerdy right now okay. so anyways guys the uh it was it was really fun we got some awesome pictures i can't wait till they come out and we can actually make a great website um and what else we got our eyebrows threaded i took her to my little indian salon four dollar eyebrow threading i mean dollar upper lip i look great <laughs> exactly I took her to get bubble tea. She now understands the whole CMO tea game. Yeah, it increased the value of that straw so I could get those bubbles. They taste like basically you're eating boogers. But they're good because it gives good. the drink some like booger consistency. You know I've also I mean? got to use Alexa. They have Alexa in every room here. Again, I'm As very does the rest of the fucking world, Casey. Hey, listen, I'm from Simple Town, New Hampshire. We were Googling or Syrian how many people are in New Hampshire. So there's probably like around 1 million people. In New Hampshire and in Texas, there's what, 44 million? Or like 
28 million or something. I don't know. We're off. Our data is not. <laughs> but we've literally been talking to Syria. I'm like, dude, who the fuck lives in New Hampshire? Like, I just don't get it. And she, she now realizes how cool I am. So I'm repping New Hampshire. Anyone out there listening from New Hampshire, we got you. Um, what else? She calls me sis now. That's cool. It's our new thing. Yes, yeah, sis. Yes, yeah, sis. All right. So we, do some, we did face masks the other night. I was like, oh, we need. We actually didn't even get one picture. I bought face masks literally just so we could get pictures, like to be for our podcast cover or something. Guys, picture this. It, we didn't even get pictures. No, I have one. Okay. It's a small, tiny apartment. We're sitting around this table. You have fucking Carol. You have Liat. You have me. You have Eliran, the Israeli, right? Who Israeli. Is so Israeli. <laughs> is that a word? Israeli. <laughs> yeah. Who cooked this amazing dinner. We girls, he is an, he's a saint. We all have charcoal face masks. We look like absolute crap and we're all eating dinner with our masks on we think i think we left them on for like two hours straight yeah probably but you know what he puts up with it he loves it and we just keep it real real raw and relatable here so we were trying to find you know coming up with ideas for this podcast today we had a couple we're probably going to do one more fun one but today we really wanted to talk about bullying all right that's the topic today I know that um, just recently for my nephew, who is nine, he's in third grade, and it is horrible. These kids are, and I don't want to say they're bad kids or mean kids because- But they fucking are, and they could go fuck them. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's so bad. They're calling him horrible names and just, I mean, they're calling him gay and fat and X, Y, and Z. He is hating school, hating everything. And no matter what my sister does, going to the school, telling the teachers, no action is being taken. And it- and it enrages me and infuriates me that it is, it only happens for adults and, you know, especially women and cattiness and not lifting each other up. But the epidemic of bullying is growing immensely with the social media. There's so much stuff. So we really thought that it was important to talk about that today and tie in all these behavior principles that go into bullying so that hopefully if everyone takes the point of ABA, we can save the freaking world. We really can. And bullying is something very close to my heart because as much as I'm someone who I like to pride myself and on not giving a lot of fucks about things, when I was younger, I remember my parents just being like, tell that girl to go jump in the bloody lake. Tell her to go jump in the lake, you know, because like I was really bullied. And now I could say that. But as a kid, those years are torturous. Like I never wanted to go to school. Middle school sucked ass um shout out to stafford for making my life a living hell um is that a person or a school a girl (laughs) listening (laughs) hope she's listening she lives in morocco now so um i don't know if they get this there but i think we're in all countries yeah we are so see that stafford we've made it far peak later in life guys who be yeah bully who (laughs) be so um let's what do we, okay. We always got to do this. Got to do this. I don't like that language. Take that out. We always have to do this is operationally define bullying. And a lot of the articles that I was reading are saying that it's hard to, um, keep a frequency of bullying at schools or in certain situations, because it's hard to operationally define what is bullying. Um, Liat, do you want to tell us? Yeah, I would love to. And and another thing is, is that a lot of, you, you know, younger people, or anyone being bullied, they're like ashamed that they're being bullied. So they're not wanting to say that they're being bullied. So it's hard to kind of identify when bullying is going on. You know, 
kids are smart enough or anyone bullying for that matter to not do it in front of a teacher or something who may be able to provide some protection for that kid. And the protection actually might be more embarrassing for that child as well. So it's kind of hard to know what to do. But anyway, so bullying is defined as any unwanted and harmful verbal, physical, psychological, sexual, or social act committed by an individual or group, as well as any real or perceived threat or imbalance of power. Um, according to the U.S. Department of Justice, bullying includes teasing, name-calling, intimidation, humiliation, taunting, spreading rumors or lies, demands for money, online harassment, known as cyberbullying. This is a whole new level of bullying. Sexual harassment, physical assault, theft, and destruction of property. Um, we have multiple types of bullying. We have verbal bullying, which includes teasing, name-calling, inappropriate sexual comments, taunting, threatening to harm, to cause harm. Social bullying sometimes referring to as relational bullying involving hurting someone's reputation or relationships. Social bullying includes leaving someone out on purpose. Ugh, catty yeah, girl. I was just going to say that. Like, let's stop right there for the social bullying aspect, okay? Nowadays, back when I was in high school, okay, in the 2000s, early 2000s, so not that long ago, um, there was no such thing as the social media stuff. Um, so, Say there's a weekend and you're not invited to a party or whatever. You don't know about that until you get to school on Monday. And yeah, that sucks what everyone's talking and about. And it might have Monday. died down some also right. by then. It might not have been like in the moment, right? It's now after the fact, so it's not as strong. But now it's like people are posting Instagram stories, Snapchats. Oh, well, And you that? realize where you weren't invited. Yeah, you're feeling isolated. You may be home alone. Like knowing, oh, that feeling. I actually just got goosebumps at oh, Me too. I like feel sick to my stomach. Of like, oh, great. My friends or whoever, you know, so-called friends or whoever it is, is out there and they're purposely not including you. And that is what's in increasing suicide rates and depression amongst teens. And there's so much with the social media stuff that is dangerous. Oh my God. I mean, it, it brings me back to, I just remember this queen girl who I spoke about, she would literally, she had, I mean, if she only used her organization to like run a business or something, as opposed to using this energy so negatively, she had people on a schedule of when they were supposed to prank call me so that it was happening all the time to my house line. It like someone would call and they would make different prank calls. Like, is Lee out there? And I just like, I felt like I was tortured. I couldn't even get away from it when I was home. Um, it was literally terrible to the point. I mean, and these kids turning other kids against you. And the weirder thing is I was in the cool group. And I think that might've also been part of the problem is that I was. And when I look at all this coming back and saying like embarrassing someone in public, spreading rumors about someone, telling other children not to be friends with someone. I, I mean, I remember I literally had kids follow this girl was like literally evil i had people following me around school with scissors to cut my hair off to make a voodoo doll like she had sent people out like this girl literally i mean it's funny actually looking at her behavior over the years i think like i might have been her first target and i actually like introduced her to the cool girls was like the weirder part she was like this sweet little like baptist little christian girl who like came along was so sweet yes ma'am no ma'am like when she met my parents and did the same behaviors over and over. Like her mom would take black and white best friend BFF photos with you and her. I saw her do the same pattern of behavior with multiple friends to come whose like life she ruined thereafter. Um, 
I mean, learned behavior, you guys. Yeah, I mean, I she thinks she came from an unhealthy household. But... So that must have been why the other night when your hair looked so good, and I was like, I'm gonna cut your hair. You got so like, oh, oh my god, no, I've been in this contingency back. before, and I started like on the floor crying. She was like sweating and just like running away, hiding all the scissors. It was like I definitely thought she was overreacting, or possibly because I'm just pregnant. <laughs> what? Um, drop it in yeah. the middle of the episode. I'm like just going to drop it in the middle of the episode like that because I know people like hold on till they're 12. I'm not 12 weeks. I am. I'm anywhere from five weeks to eight weeks. I have no idea, but I have to preface this because first of all, in this weird virtual world, I'm sorry to drop it in the middle of the episode like this. I love it. That was natural, unplanned. Um, but I do feel like I'm an emotional mess. I consider myself someone to typically, like I said, give less fucks. I'm giving so many fucks about everything. Every breath someone takes wrong out of place, I'm really feeling it. And I'd rather, I'm like really into sharing vulnerabilities because it makes us, who God forbid something happens as all you guys know, I have so many health issues. I am petrified every time I go to the bathroom that something's happening. I'm not sure. I mean, my body has literally, I mean, I've lost fingers. I think that kind of proves the severity of my health issues. Maybe that might be a high-risk pregnancy. Um, yeah. <laughs> As in, like, definitely short. So I'm obviously scared, but I want to let people know why I personally feel, like, even right now, up until this point in the episode, I feel like I've been talking like such a dumbass. Do you think I sound regular? You sound completely regular. Oh, so to me, I'm like, Leah, you're not making sense. Also, like, I'm off my ADD meds. I'm losing huge, my guys. fucking mind. I've been it's on it since meds. fourth grade. Yeah. Since I was bullied, bringing it all full circle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, actually the bowling started in sixth grade, but anyway, so I just wanted to drop that because God forbid something does happen or like there's joys to share. There's bad times to share. We keep it real raw and relatable here. So, uh, so guys at like a minute 25 in the episode when Liat drops that she's pregnant, if you're listening, you need to send her a message. No, don't. I don't want congratulations yet, oh, by okay. the way. No, so please don't. Right. I don't she want anything. Think she's pregnant. So. I, I don't want to think I am yet. It's too early. I haven't been to the doctor yet. I um, am highly shocked. And because of my health risks, I'd rather people not say anything to me yet. I will keep you guys updated. Shall anything happen for the good or for the bad? But I don't want any congratulations yet. You could send me um, a picture of your favorite emoji, and I will know that you're secretly trying to say, like, good for you or whatever. But we're not celebrating anything yet. I also, like, don't want to bring around, like, too much energy to the topic. All right. Peanut butter jelly. Let's get back on topic. Yeah. All right. So, so anyways. Um, bullying. Okay. Fucking For... sucks. Girls are mean. Boys are mean. Girls are cattier mean. Like, doing so do all this do you think that stuff. it has anything to do with, um, like, selectionism? Going way, way back, right? Like, um, finding, like, survival of the fittest and getting in where you fit in and doing all those things so that you get by. Like for me, I know during Fuck high school. Yes, you have to like literally survive. It's like Darwinism. It's hard out there. Trying to survive. Pimp. It's hard out there for a pimp <laughs> or it's hard out there for a girl trying to keep up with the trends, stay cool, I mean, stay at I the top admit, of the pack. I tried to defend people, but I know I'm completely guilty of falling into the line behind our queen bee. Stephanie, I know that you're probably listening. And I'd be the first one and she'd be like, it's a no talk to Betsy holiday. And I'd be like, yeah. And I'd be the second one to be like, everyone and get everyone in line. No, you wouldn't. Oh, I thought it was horrible. I know. I mean, it happened to me as well. I'm not saying it didn't happen to me. Good. It did. There was no talk to Casey days, but I had to fall in line. I had to, I was just like trying to survive. What is the no talk to this person day? Because I remember like the same girl started to think they'd be like, 
they'd all write on their hand like pass like people against Stafford or like pan people against Nikki thank god I never was a pal oh. <laughs> people against Liat that never happened but they're so disgusting it's terrible and I'm so happy now I'm still Stephanie and Betsy are my one of my bestest bestest friends um and we laugh about it now but I'm like oh my god we were horrible to each other and is there a way I hope you've apologized to people who were involved in this because I want you yeah, to know yeah. this year I've reached out to Stafford like around my wedding I was like oh well I'm in Israel here you're in Morocco we must be really close and I'm feeling something um I was a little stoned in Israel and I was <laughs> like Hey, I just want to know why did you do this? Like you literally made my life a living hell. Like I've moved on. I'm doing cool badass shit since then, but bullying the effects are lingering. Like they people hold on to these for life. Like they don't forget it. I mean, and I think that the function behind it, we're gonna like break it down a little bit. Um, the main some journal articles that I was reading is like the main function behind it is um attention or acceptance by peers so like socially mediated right? should i say the behavioral principles that we're going to cover really quickly sure just so that people know and then you save that line okay so behavioral principles we're going to cover we have selectionism survival we have operationally defining the behavior right operational definitions which we just did we have function behind it socially mediated attention or acceptance by peers we have imitation going on here we have reinforcement as we have with in every aspect of life we have learned behavior AKA operant. We have home life, parent bullying. We have differential reinforcement of alternating, of, I'm sorry, of alternative behaviors. We have SDPs, discriminative stimulus for punishment. Um, these are different things that we're going to talk about today. But anyways, go back to what you were saying, Casey, about the function of bullying. So yeah, I feel like, and based on some of the journal articles that I read, um, we'll put in the show notes, some of them, uh, the function, the main function, maintaining there is multiple, but is socially mediated attention, right? You want acceptance by your peers. You want that attention. And a lot of kids growing up um, are craving that acceptance, attention. Maybe they're not getting it at home. Maybe they're not, um, they're feeling socially awkward or whatever. The MO is. is really high when you're in that stage of life too. Like you, if people give a lot of Fs now, they give even more when you're younger. Like you are you need to find a place to be. It's like prison, you know? You have to find your gang to be with for you to be protected. It's so true. It's literally, and not to be so dramatic, but it, it literally is. Yeah. And so the other one that I was uh, reading about is it could also be um, like negative reinforcement maintained, right? So um, escape. So a kid could engage in bullying and, uh, you know, a, they're removed from the situation, right? They escape an aversive situation that they're in. So their behavior is negatively reinforced. Um, there's multiple, and I'm sure it's multiply maintained behavior, which are harder to break, right, Liat? Say that again. <laughs> a multiply, like a multiple function, multiple function maintained behavior, right? So say it's maintained by multiple functions of behavior. Right, absolutely. It's harder to break that behavior. Right. I mean, it could be there, there could be, it could have started for what the original function of the behavior could have been initially for attention. And then it was like, oh, I heard there's a burn book. I want to get access to it. So now it's a tangible, right? right. You want to get in it. So it's literally, it could be multiply maintained. And oh, there's so many things. Bullying, I really do feel really, really strongly about because speaking of which, like as a parent, I remember coming home and my parents being like, give me that girl's address. I'm going to the principal. And I'm like, no, that's going to make my life even worse. <laughs> true. And like, now that I'm thinking like, when I have a healthy kid, please God, one day, 
if my kid gets bullied, I will literally like I will cut, cut a, a kid's dick off. I will cut like, a bitch. With, like, but you can't do that. It's more embarrassing for the kid. That's the problem, right? So it's a very hard place to be. And, you know, talking about how we intervene here is also very difficult. So I think we should get into like why people bully. So one of the things that um, I read is that um, some people believe, and I actually do believe this, that bullies learn, right? They're, this is the learned behavior. Hashtag operant. Yeah, baby. Um, so they learn their intimidation tactics from their parents or guardians, and they're displaying behaviors that serve a function in their home environments, right? So if they see their dad bully their mom, and then the mom does what the dad wants, right? That that dad just engaged in a real shitty behavior to get what he wanted. So they're realizing that if they do that, they can get what they want, right? So they're intimidated. Like why imitated. abuse follows abuse yeah. as well. Like, you know, you hear a lot of households like someone who was around abuse that they're like, I'm never going to do that. And then the next thing they're abusing others because that's a learned behavior that people. And you're imitating, right? Imitation training. You see someone do something. Uh, it could be, you know, it could be taught like a real imitation, or it could be just in life. You see someone riding a subway and you follow along, right? You see someone beating someone or calling someone names and you just imitate that behavior. You may not even really be thinking, oh, it's going to gain me access to this. You could just be imitating the behavior that you've seen. I mean, a lot of imitation. Think about when you're trying to be cool. I mean, we, back to our trends episode, just trying to follow anyone who's cool to fit in with the pack. You're doing the exact same thing here. You're like, well, what are they doing? Okay, well, I got to be with them if I want to be cool, you know? And also, um, so certain environments will directly or indirectly reinforce aggressive behaviors demonstrated by children. So we always talk about this when we look at... Um, individual cases like what is the environment how can we manipulate the environment to decrease these um bullying behaviors or any behavior that you're seeing um so a lot of the environment directly could reinforce this um bullying behavior and when we know what reinforcement is what does it do to the future frequency of behavior liat it increases the future frequency of behavior i mean i'm just having all these things going through my head just remembering myself being bullied, but I, I remember another kid, you know, it was like, yeah, you could sit with us if you, if you stick this tampon up your ass, like to this boy and he did it. Good Lord. Where the and hell I just, did you go to school? Like a bunch of like rich asshole kids. Yeah, I can tell. Who, by the way, my sister actually wrote a book. She wrote an entire book during her pregnancy because she was on bed rest for about six months. It was called Peak Later about how much better it is to peak later in life. Like these kids who peak during middle school or something who were the shit. Now they're like the people who are working at McDonald's or, you know, doing or addicted to drugs or something because, but at that point in your life, you so badly want to be accepted. It is so important. Also, if you think about a behavior, right, that you want to stop, if you do not deliver the consequence immediately following the behavior, it doesn't mean shit, right? It, same with a dog. If you're training a dog and they do something and then you, an hour later, you spank them because they pooped on the floor an hour ago. They're like, what the fuck did I do to deserve that? Yeah. And the thing is, so like, let's say a teacher wants to intervene or something, they're likely not going to catch them in the act. So they can't really punish the behavior there. And then this kid's already done so many things after being a total asshole that they're going to be like, Oh, I got in trouble for this. It probably was because I didn't clean up my lunch at the table right. during lunch, you know? So it's 
really hard how to intervene. So it's really important what we can do, what can we do to intervene, and how can ABA even be involved here? We see what's maintaining this behavior using our applied behavior analysis and knowledge. Um, we now, but what can we do? We're really into intervention. Is there data on it? Is there not data on it? What can we do? Can we create the data? Talk to us, Casey. So what we can do, how can ABA save the world? Well, that is what we're here to tell you. And especially with bullying. So we know, right, the current methods of punishment remain very similar to those that were, have been implemented since the 70s, and they're still not effing working. Okay, punishment. Hashtag old school. Hashtag follow empiricism. Get the facts. See if it's working. If it's not, you're doing some shit wrong. Right. So suspensions, detentions, timeout, Saturday school. Oh my God. Saturday school just brought back a very. Oh my God. I always had Shabbat. Ah. I had an escape mechanism. <laughs> you and your damn holidays. Are I know. Out it's of like, sorry. Um, scoldings, notes home to parents. None of it has had a strong deterrent effect on kids' intent on bullying each other. Okay. So research has shown that the implementation of punishment, especially when it is used inconsistently, which it typically is because you can't catch things in the moment, and in the absence of other positive strategies, right? We always want to use reinforcement. It's proven to be ineffective, okay? That is every, I mean, we learned that when you were studying for um, how to, you know, work with kids with autism, that you can't just use punishment. You need to teach an appropriate alternative behavior and reinforcement works far better than punishment could ever work. It is proven. Positive behavior support, baby. Another huge thing is, Casey, I know you've been bragging all week that you're a BCBA. Anytime <laughs> I tell her something, she'll be like, I know, I'm a BCBA. It's kind of a running joke now. She'll, yeah. say, she'll use her like uh, her language, like her robot voice or her, uh, like how she's like, teach, how we teach people in class or how we talk in the podcast. And I'm like, yeah, bitch, I know I'm a BCBA. Like, <laughs> But as a BCBA, have you never had this issue of, it's all fun and games that you're working on something with the kid and you've got them manding or you've got them doing whatever skill what it is. What is manding? Oh, I thought you are BCBA. <laughs> it's requesting. It's, it's requesting. Manding yeah, asking means for like, asking want. for something they want. Right. So it's great. You're doing this one procedure, whatever it is, or you have a kid who bangs their head and you're working on whatever procedure and it's working. This kid is now decreasing the amount of times they bang their head. And you tell the parents, I need you to do the same program at home. So we're consistent and the skill generalizes. Okay. It's not going to work if it's not consistent across environments. So it's one thing, great, I'm putting a kid in detention or I'm reprimanding a child at school for bullying. But if the parents at home are not doing the same thing, like I literally remember my parents going to knock on these doors and be like, hi, did you know that your daughter is bullying my daughter? And one parent, literally my parents always like remember this. They're like, what kind of asshole parent is this? Because they had said, you did that? Good job, little Stafford. What? You got to protect yourself. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? You are literally going to tell your child good job for doing that? No shit, the kid's going to continue. So it doesn't, these interventions are going to be ineffective if we're not all on the same page. This goes for parenting. If mom says no to having candy and dad says yes, we need to be on the same page. Teachers need to be doing the same program that parents are doing. If you're raising your kid at home not to be an asshole, that's great because if they're working on that at school, but if it's reinforced in one place, it's only going to increase in the other, right? We know that. Yep. Or if it's punished in one place, it's going to it's going to increase in the other, right? Um, what is that called? That's called matching law. It's called behavior contrast. 
my brain. Ah! She's pregnant, guys. Don't blame me. I literally feel like it's so slow. That's what I'm telling you. Like, I'm usually the robot here. I'm literally the it, idiot. I can't bot. even do a robot voice. Behavior contrast. It is no. called behavior contrast. So if the if the behavior is decreased or punished in one setting, um, typically it's going to increase in the other where it's not being punished, right? Because they're like, yes, I can do this at home because no one's telling me I can't do it. And I'm going to do it extra. Um, so also I want to talk about, um, so ABA, how ABA can come into schools or come into any of this thing is that um, first we need to teach, right? A differential reinforcement of an alternative behavior. We need to teach proper social behaviors to prevent bullying from happening in the first place. Um, so there's an article, it is called um, Bully Prevention and Positive Behavior Support. It's in the Journal of Applied Behavior Analysis. It'll be in the show notes. Um, Go Java. So it's PVBPS, PBS, so Bully Prevention and Positive Behavior Support. Um, so what it does, it employs a three-step reaction to bullying, okay? So it's stop, walk, and talk, right? So the actions are designed to minimize potential social reinforcements. So like we said, if it's social reinforcement that is maintaining the behavior, this is meant to minimize that. So this is, um, it's in the case where kids actually bully for the attention it gets them. So if they're doing this, right? So you tell a bully to stop, then you walk away from them, they lose the power they had over you. This teaches students how to respond, respond appropriately and teaches a bully that their actions did not get them what they wanted, right? So effectively, it would modify the problem behavior. You're putting almost the behavior on extinction. And it's so easy to say this. Though, know, you know, to a kid, Billy it's Bob. So, it's so easy to say, you know, just listen, honey, you just don't respond to them they'll feel like a bigger dumbass for making this whole big blown up thing. And you're just literally like, you don't give a shit. It's really hard to teach a kid that like the purpose as to why you're doing it. You know, it's really, really, really hard. But so first you want to teach pro-social appropriate behaviors, right? Teach these kids before as an antecedent intervention, that means happening before the behavior happens, right? Teach them pro-social appropriate behaviors, role play appropriate social skills, um, teach them how to respectfully speak to their peers. Um, you can even role play bullying and how it makes people feel. That is important. It's also important to train all staff, teachers, parents, all the stakeholders in it to be on the same page. Teach the three-step, right, to the people who are being bullied um, and address these issues. And honestly, it's not gonna happen overnight but a community where kindness and respect are at the forefront of our behaviors, they could change everything in our schools, in our communities. And as an antecedent, you know, when we were at that conference last week, how Suzanne was saying that at her clinic, and by the way, if you own a clinic, I think this is like literally the best idea you could ever have is to, she created a program for the school that they had that the staff's kids could also go there, right? So like these regular ed um, kids that the staff have are, you know, they're around these children with autism or special needs from an early age, right? You're introducing them from an early age and you're showing them that it's okay to be different. And this is an amazing antecedent that as a parent, you should do this from day one, you know, because when you show your kid and you have this kid who's Mr. Athletic doing all these different things, they don't realize what it's like to have difficulties in life. You know, I don't either. I do because I'm missing three fingers. <laughs> but hashtag joke. Yeah, you have to show these things from a young age because I mean, 
we have to start as an antecedent intervention before it gets so bad. I mean, it's terrible. All the news all the time, we hear about different suicides or someone was, you know, there's even homicides of kids who are so angry about the way they've been treated that they're going into these schools and blowing them up. I mean, this is a huge problem. This is not just like, oh, you're going to feel shitty for a day because you're going to be bullied. This is like ongoing. People are holding in so much anger that it's increasing their MO to engage in these dangerous behaviors that we have to take a stance early and as an antecedent intervention as well. I'm getting heated here. I know. I'm just sitting back here. I'm getting heated too, because as much as I'm, we're saying what- I mean, you got that call about your nephew no, the other I, day. As much as I, yeah, that's what I'm like really upset about is that as much as we can say all this stuff and, you know, try to change the world with ABA, it's, it's hard to um, get into school systems and get them to buy into programs like this where they don't want to face what's going on. And I'm not saying this broad this is not a, a general statement for everyone. I'm just saying what I've learned from my sister's battle and my- with my nephew in his school. Um, it's kind of like turn a blind eye to it. And if we don't see it, it's not happening. When my nephew wouldn't make this shit up, he does not come home crying and like storm his bedroom and say he wants to kill himself at nine years old because kids are calling him gay. He doesn't even know gay means. Like these people, these kids are learning this behavior at home. It starts at home. And it kills me because, so with a lot of clients I've worked with, like a lot of, you know, teens or higher functioning kids with autism, who are bullied, sometimes they don't even realize they're being bullied. Um, and you know, I'm letting them know like, that is not okay for someone to talk to you like that. And it kills me because again, like peak later, some of these kids who are, I'm like, dude, you are gonna be the kid to find a cure for cancer. Like you yeah, just have yeah. to get through these assholes at this younger age of life because you are gonna do something really big. Um, but it's, it's really, it's a really difficult issue and I'm feeling, like this is causing me a lot of stress and I'm not supposed to be So how stressed. do we get this podcast out to all of people that are being bullied? And we're not professionals, do not think we are in this way at all about like, oh, we're going to just, you know, we know everything about bullying and we can change it. But so that people don't feel like they're alone. And a lot of it is children. I know they're not listening to this podcast, but if you're a parent. Hey, apparently we do have this, some kids listen. Yeah, we do have some like. Some parents are like. My, my daughter, my 12 year old went to the gas station, made me stop the car and st or stop the podcast while I went in the gas station. And I'm like, I'm feeling shitty about the way I'm talking to all these kids out there. But anyway, well, you know what? A few swear words are not going to kill them, but you know what will kill them is these people that are bullying them. So if you're a parent and you're listening, I would just urge you to be an advocate, be a really strong adv advocate for your kid. Listen to them, share in their adversity, un like acknowledge that you understand what they're going through. Also, I think it's really important also antecedently and all the time intermittently to reinforce the strengths that your child does have. Because I know when I was going through all this stuff, I, I was abnormally strong as a kid. I've told you this, right? Like my show and tell was always doing like 68 pushups in a minute. That was my highest. And my dad would be like, just go kick all these kids' asses. Just go beat the shit out of them, Linky, you can. And- I like that about him though. No, he would be like, just go beat the shit out of them. What are you doing? And I'd be like, no. <laughs> and like, I was in like all men's adults fighting classes. And, but the one thing, at least when I left, I, I had this confidence that I was so strong. Something my parents like built me up so much. Like you could do anything. You're such- he always told me that I'm a lion in a cage. You could do anything you put your mind to, my girl. You don't even realize your strength. A lion could break out of that cage. After meeting Ivan this week, 
you get it. Oh, guys, I literally, what a dad. Keep it in your pants. What, case. what a man, what a man, what a mighty good man. It's a salt and pepper but reference we didn't know. I know. Trust me, I love salt and pepper, and I could sing the entire song too. to you after. Maybe we'll do that later. Okay. Um, really quickly, though, I also want to say for parents, um, for every negative, you need to say eight positive to your child. So if you're going through your day and you're saying, and you're in the negative, right? You're removing shit from their bucket, right? By saying, don't do that. You're this, stop that, blah, blah, blah. Stop and think about what you're saying and try to include some positive. Like, I like the way you're doing this, or you are so strong. You're, if they're already dealing with stuff at school, maybe they don't even want to talk about it. You need to be the one lifting them the hell up. Like that is your job as a parent. Make it a great place for them to be at home. And I know we're not parents, but now we can say this because Liad has a baby in her belly. So now we're like super professional. Oh, now <laughs> we've got cloud now. No, we're holding. No, we as of right now, I'm in complete denial. I still don't have anything in there. I'm just letting you guys know that was just an antecedent in case I sound stupid at any point. Like, how did I forget the word behavioral contrast? Damn it. She's like starting notes ABA herself. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to episode 20. I know we got real passionate about this one, but I think it's an important topic and there's a lot of behavior principles to tie into this. Um, we are together for two more days, so maybe we'll record one more together and drop it like double one time. Who knows? Don't hold us to it. We're, you know. Yeah, it's also another Jewish holiday again. Again. Uh, well, thanks for tuning in. You know where to subscribe. Um, all the podcast platforms, I think we're on all of them. Um, Instagram. Even in Morocco. Even in Morocco. Hopefully Stanford. What's her name? Stafford? Stafford, Stafford. don't come after us. I'm serious. We've got podcasts to make. No, she's like scary. I actually like mm. Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. And as always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started he records our shows he posts them he adds awesome awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing he sends us teaser episodes he does it all we just sit here and friggin' talk we shoot the shit and you can record from home your office the park a bathroom stall at work it doesn't matter he provides the complete podcast studio all you need is a microphone and you're good Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need super. him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. Today.